Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Women Today. Days for Girls International uh, was founded in 2008. They make reusable fabric sanitary wear kits and distribute them in developing countries and they teach feminine hygiene. So Days for Girls was started by a lady called Celeste Mergens. Uh, she volunteered in Kenya um, in a village in Nairobi. She basically wondered what they were doing about feminine hygiene products and she contacted the, run, the person who ran the orphanage and he said they just stay in their rooms. They just sit on cardboard Often no one will bring them, unless someone brings some food, they won't eat oh. for, for that period of time. Uh, in the particular orphanage she was at, there had been post-election violence, so the population had swelled from 400 to 1,400, and there was no access to feminine hygiene products. So she thought, what can we do? This needs to change, it's not ideal, the girls are missing school. Um, and so Days for Girls began. We totally take this for granted, don't we, that we can just nip down the corner shop mm. and, you know, sort of get a pack of pads and it's all very clinical and it's all very clean, you know, exactly where they've come from. Problem is, of course, in communities like that, not only are these things not available, as you're just saying, but the attitude towards girls that are on their cycle is quite terrifying, isn't it? You know, they're seen in a, in a really bad way. It's like a dirty thing. Mm. In, um, it, it's it's crazy there is such a taboo whether it's for cultural or religious reasons there's very little education surrounding it and so it becomes a very scary experience can get very dangerous um, and in Nepal in particular there's a practice called Shaupadi and it was outlawed in 2005 but in 2011 studies showed that around 95% of the population was still practicing this and it involves when a girl um, is on her cycle, she'll go into a small hut. Uh, there'll generally be, there'll be, be no heat, no ventilation really. She'll have sort of very little contact with anyone, um, no natural light. And so it's basically like sensory deprivation. And this can happen after childbirth as well. So after the traumatic experience of getting your first period or having a baby, you're then sent to this hut. A few of the women when I was in Nepal, they spoke about it. And while we were in Nepal, there were two cases in the news where girls died oh, in the gosh. huts. One had lit a fire and then she'd suffocated. <clears throat> and and so it's just, it's an awful practice, but it's a very hard one to police because you can't police every mountain. Traditions, you know, they die hard. So it still happens in a lot of places, which is which is awful. It's that, that notion as well, I suppose, of how it's going to affect them as women and what they think about their gender because you know they're sort of being told that to be a woman is almost wrong you know and and how do they then view themselves when they are on their monthly cycle if they haven't had the education it does become a very hush hush kind of situation you know mothers won't talk to their daughters about it and so if you have this very scary thing happening to you that you have to hide and you feel like you'll get in trouble if somebody finds out it's very that's very scary it becomes very embarrassing and and so women are kept in this subservient place the men don't understand the men don't want to talk about it in turn the women don't and and that just creates a, a, a cycle of fear really and I'm the more understanding that, that we can sort of gain with men especially and and women and teach them that this is something to be really proud of. You know, if we didn't have periods, then we couldn't have babies. There wouldn't be people. And that's one of their slogans, no periods, no people. You know, comparing the stories, we did a little speak around when we were in Nepal. We 
comparing stories of what we'd experienced and what those women had experienced was like vastly different um you know they were, we had like parties there was a latina girl in our group so she'd had like this big party and people had got presents and the trip coordinator sarah she'd got this you know special bit of jewelry from her grandma and a letter about how it was her power time and ours were like really positive experiences and theirs were so negative which was a shame but what it has done is has inspired them if they have daughters to teach them about what's happening to their bodies and to teach them that it's okay and mm. actually it's quite an amazing thing because it's it's the potential for life Um, just tell us how you actually got involved then with Days for Girls. Uh, so um, there was a Days for Girls session, I think, run by Trinity Church at um, Mother Tees in Laxey. And I, I was sort of present at this at this event and talking to the girl about it. And I thought, wow, I've never actually thought about that. And what you do if you can't go to the shop and, you know, you can't just click a button and order online. And you know, what, what do you do if you have that? And you, if you don't have any education about what's happening and... So I sort of went on the website and I researched and I had a look and I saw they were doing expeditions to various places. Um, and there was one to Africa, but I I missed that. Um, so I thought, right, Nepal's come up. I'm going to go to Nepal. My mum was like fabulous and she, she she funded it for me. I thought, what an adventure. And I, I want to travel, but I want to do something while I'm there. I'm not much of a sightseer. So I thought this will be amazing. And... I'd gone through a bit of a change and I thought I'll throw myself into this situation where I know no one. I was the only kind of British person there, everyone else was American or Australian and that was fantastic. You know, you can read a lot about a charity or a foundation but when you actually see what they do, they work so, so hard and usually on very little funds and and it's incredible, it creates such a bond and you just you just meet some amazing people and one of the women I met in Nepal she invited me to Cambodia last year with her. And so I went and I met with her and we hadn't seen each other for a year and we'd only met on this trip. And and it was incredible, incredible. She she does Days for Girls pretty much full time. Yeah, just, just to see what the women do and the benefit that it has to their lives and, and how they're changing their children's lives. It just, it, oh, it makes my heart so happy. It's like... Because it's that it's the knock-on effect, isn't it? Because like you were saying, that the, the problem is, of course, especially in some of these places where they do just sort of, it, it says on their website here that they're often isolated to cattle sheds, like you said, or small huts during the period. Um, so they're missing school, missing education. Therefore, you know, sort of they're not educated to an extent that they can potentially get out and, and do different forms of work that could potentially bring money in for the family, that mm-hmm. could sort of create independence for them. So the knock-on effects are vast, aren't they? They are. Um if if a lot of studies have shown if the girls don't stay in school then they'll marry younger and they'll have babies younger and and then that's them kind of locked in there's not really a lot of potential for any education beyond that but so the longer they can be kept in school and the more school that they can attend you know the the knock-on effect is they could change the future of their country in one generation really they're gaining you know five days a month of school back and that makes an incredible difference, then they don't fall behind boys. And and obviously women have a very different thinking pattern and strategy to men. So it's important that we have our input and those girls have their input. They can change change a country um, and they deserve that chance. They deserve every chance to do that. And um, and that's, uh, that's what, what this project can do. 
Yeah, so we were at the centre, then we did distributions around and about Kathmandu, and then later in the trip we went to a place called Darding, which is a really, really poor district. Um, and Darding Baysi was where we were, and that was to work with a single women's group who their husbands had died or left them, and so they wanted to set up a micro-enterprise to, to make the kits and distribute them within their community. Um, so that was really cool. So we got to see sort of a lot of different places. We went up to Chitwan, um, where there's a big national park, did a distribution there. Um, so we were right up in the mountains um, wow. on the way to Chitwan. We got stuck for about three hours, I think, in a mountain pass because half of it had fallen down. I have to ask, what, what, when you did go into the, the actual sort of villages to talk to, to them about, about, you know, sort of education and about the kits, how did the men react to you being there? Uh, the men would, would they were they were fine that we were there because we were, we were sort of quite a, a big group and we were linked up with people who would, who had links within the village. Um, there was a, a charity, Medical Mercy Canada, and they'd built a centre for the for the single women. But the men would wouldn't be around for any of the talking. Uh, maybe some introductions, but then they would leave because it's sort of inappropriate or they. <laughs> didn't want although we weren't embarrassed the Nepali women were embarrassed and so it would have it would have been sort of very upsetting for them to talk about it in front of yeah. the men how has it been because obviously days for girls has been going for a little while now and how, how has this sort of ongoing effect been so ha- have they have had a, a sort of resounding positive sort of effect with regards to the attitudes towards the women in the different places that, that they have turned up I think so. I think as it's gone on, they've reached, I think most recently, up to one million women and girls in in countries have, have received kits, which is like absolutely incredible. Even when you've got these groups of women together and doing something very different, it's very exciting for everybody around. They want to know what's going on. You know, there's lots of visitors coming, what's happening. And at the most recent Days for Girls Nepal uh, University, uh, session that they did they went out into into the town and they had a little set up and a stall and which is pretty incredible because that that would have been unheard of a while ago um and there were these beautiful pictures of men like holding up these kits and looking at them really quizzically and wow that is progress isn't it it's fabulous and and there's you know there's always little videos popping up of, of men in india who've who've seen a problem or they've seen Days for Girls and they've seen these reusable kits and they're like, right, okay, we need to make some sanitary towels. There's this guy who's known as the period man (laughs) and he makes makes his own sanitary towels and then sells them within the village. And and, and very enterprising of him as well. Yeah, good corner the market, really. And and again, like like we were saying, you know, that's the sort of thing that, you know, on this side of the world, we could do with being you know, more open about it. It sounds like they're ahead of the game. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're actually quite proactive men because I know, I know a lot of men who are just like, oh, periods, no, no, thank you, and stay away. She's going to be crazy. And and that's not really the case for a lot of women. And understanding just, it just makes for a, for a kind of a, a better experience, really. It's it's just nice to be able to talk about it and mention it and, and share with other women and that what Days for Girls does, I found, is creates that conversation. It creates the the link into talking about it. Um, when I did the talk at Noah Bakehouse after the Women's March, quite a few men said they really enjoyed it and they weren't aware of quite a lot of the information that had been that had been shared. So that was that was brilliant.
And if anyone has, has heard this and been moved by it, which I'm sure a lot of people have, is, is there some way that we can support Days for Girls? Oh, of course. Um, so if you go on the website, there's options to just sort of just donate. Um, you can start a chapter or team. There's a pattern to download. So if you want to try and make the kits, um, you can link up with other chapters through through the website to find if you want to just buy supplies and send it to them, fabric and, and the waterproof PUL and whatnot. Uh, you can become an ambassador for Days for Girls. There's a little course you can take. That means that you're able to to teach the information to other women, just ensures you have the facts. There is actually a Days for Girls university now. There's one in Nepal and there's one due to be set up in Ghana, I think, this year. So you can go and attend and meet with the women. And yeah, there's, there's plenty of ways of ways you can get involved. Uh, it's a really great project for schools to do. If they're looking for any, you know, an international thing, um, and it's just, it's just fantastic, and every little helps. Even if you just donate ten pounds, we'll buy a kit for for a girl, and in that you've given her, you know, two to four years of of education back. So absolutely brilliant. You know, we just, we have no idea, do we? We really don't. We have it so easy it's on so this lucky. side of the world. We do. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much for being with oh, us again. You. It's lovely to speak to you. Sure. Women Today. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.